0: Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book.
1: The hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Continuing on the bottom of page eight with the antiphon. The Lord is glorious in his saints. O come, let us adore him. Together the Veneti on page nine. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 25 on
0: page 369 Unto thee, O Lord, will I lift
1: up my soul. My God, I have put my trust in thee. O let me not be confounded, neither let mine enemies triumph over me.
2: FOR ALL THEY THAT HOPE IN THEE SHALL NOT BE ASHAMED, BUT SUCH AS TRANSGRESS WITHOUT A CAUSE SHALL BE PUT TO CONFUSION.
1: SHOW ME THY WAYS, O LORD, AND TEACH ME THY PATHS.
2: LEAD ME FORTH IN THY TRUTH AND LEARN ME, FOR THOU ART THE GOD OF MY SALVATION, IN THEE HATH BEEN MY HOPE ALL THE DAY LONG.
1: CALL TO REMEMBRANCE, O LORD, THY TENDER MERCIES and thy loving-kindnesses which have been ever of old.
2: O remember not the sins and offenses of my youth, but according to thy mercy think thou upon me, O Lord, for thy great goodness.
1: Gracious and righteous is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way.
2: Them that are meek shall be he guide in judgment, and such as are gentle, them shall he learn his way.
1: All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies.
2: For thy name's sake, O Lord, be merciful unto my sin, for it is great.
1: What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose.
2: His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the land.
1: The secret of the Lord is among them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant.
2: Mine eyes are ever looking unto the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net.
1: Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and in misery.
2: The sorrows of my heart are enlarged, O bring thou me out of my trouble.
1: Look upon my adversity and misery, and forgive me all my sin.
2: Consider mine enemies, how many they are, and they bear a trinous hate against me.
1: O keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be confounded, for I have put my trust in thee.
2: Let perfectness and righteousness dwelling wait upon me, for my hope hath been in thee.
1: Deliver Israel, O God, out of all his troubles.
2: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world
0: without end. Amen. Here
3: beginneth the 16th chapter of the second book of Kings. In the seventeenth year of Pekah, the son of Remaliah, Ahaz, the son of Jotham, king of Judah, began to reign. Ahaz was twenty years old when he became king, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. And he did not do what was right at the sight of the Lord his God, as his father David had done. But he walked in the way of the kings of Israel. Indeed he made his son pass through the fire, according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had cast out from before the children of Israel. And he sacrificed and burned incense on the high places, on the hills, and under every green tree. Then Rezin king of Syria and Pekah the son of Remaliah king of Israel came up to Jerusalem to make war. And they besieged Ahaz, but could not overcome him. At that time Rezin king of Syria captured Elath for Syria, and drove the men of Judah from Elath. Then the Edomites went to Elath, and dwell there to this day. So Ahaz sent messengers to Tiglath-pileser king of Assyria, saying, I am your servant and your son. Come up and save me from the hand of the king of Syria, and from the hand of the king of Israel, who rise up against me. And Ahaz took the silver and gold that was found in the house of the Lord, and in the treasuries of the king's house, and sent it as a present to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria heeded him, for the king of Assyria went up against Damascus and took it. Carried its people captive to Kir and killed Resin. Now King Ahaz went to Damascus to meet Tiglath Pileser, king of Assyria, and saw an altar that was at Damascus. And King Ahaz sent to Uriah the priest to design of the altar and its pattern, according to all its workmanship. Then Uriah the priest built an altar according to all that King Ahaz had sent from Damascus. So Uriah the priest made it before King Haz Ahaz came back from Damascus. <clears throat> and when the king came back from Damascus, the king saw the altar, and the king approached the altar and made offerings on it. So he burned his burnt sacrifice and his grain offering, and he poured his drink offering and sprinkled the blood of his peace offerings on the altar. He also brought the bronze altar, which was before the, the Lord, From the front of the temple from between the new altar and the house of the Lord and put it on the north side of the new altar then King Ahaz commanded Uriah the priest saying on the great new altar burn the morning burnt offering the evening grain offering and the king's burnt sacrifice and his grain offering with the burnt offering of all the people of the land their grain offering and their drink offerings and sprinkle on it all the blood of the burnt offering, and all the blood of the sacrifice. And the bronze altar shall be for me to inquire by. Thus did Uriah the priest according to all that King Ahaz commanded. <clears throat> and King Ahaz cut off the panels of the carts, and removed the lavers from them. And he took down the sea from the bronze oxen that were under it, and put it on a pavement of stones. Also he removed the Sabbath pavilion, which they had built in the temple, and he removed the king's outer entrance from the house of the Lord, on account of the king of Assyria. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaz, which he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Ahaz rested with his fathers, and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. Then Hezekiah his son reigned in his place. Here endeth the first lesson.
0: Today I'm on page 10. We praise Thee, O God. We acknowledge Thee to be the Lord.
1: All the earth doth worship Thee, the Father everlasting. To Thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To Thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty. Thine adorable true and only son. Also the holy ghost, the comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants, whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust
0: is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the
3: second chapter of the Epistle of St. Paul to Titus. But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience, the older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed likewise exhort the young men to be sober-minded in all things showing yourself to be a pattern of good works in doctrine showing integrity reverence incorruptibility sound speech that cannot be condemned that one who is an opponent may be ashamed having nothing evil to say of you exhort bond servants to be obedient to their own masters to be well-pleasing in all things, not answering back, not pilfering, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise you. Here
0: endeth the second lesson. Jubilate Deo on page 15 O be joyful in the Lord all ye lands.
1: Serve the Lord with gladness and come before His presence with a song. Be sure that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. O go your way into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and speak good of His name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord,
0: Lord, I beseech thee to keep thy household, the church, in continual
1: godliness, that through thy protection it may be free from all adversities and devoutly given to serve thee in good works to the glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Almighty God, who has knit together thine elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of thy Son Christ our Lord, grant us grace so to follow thy blessed saints, in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those unspeakable joys which thou hast prepared for those who unfeignedly love thee, for the same thy Son Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us thy humble servants in all the salts of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense,
2: Amen.
0: Morning to all. Number of things in our lessons today. Uh, first of all, this uh,
1: unfaithful King Ahaz kind of illustrates all of the things in one passage that God is really angry with, uh, with the kings about. Um, and I should note uh, that, that the prophetic message against Israel is often that she is an unfaithful spouse to God. And and the unfaithfulness in certain particular places in the prophets is is couched in this language of marital unfaithfulness. And there are two primary ways that took place in God's eyes. One was the way that the true worship of God offered in the temple and offered through as prescribed by the Torah was um, intermingled uh, with uh, worshiping on every high hill, and in the, the shrines at Dan and Bethel in the north. And so God thought it, it was like unfaithfulness to come and worship him in his temple, the whole heart, and then go back to your home and offer the sacrifice to the local deity and make those little local compromises. So it was that kind of idolatry. The second uh, primary uh, disappointment of God with Israel was her tendency rather than to trust God, He she would make uh, deals with foreign powers. Have them come save uh, Israel rather than God. We remember the the uh, the beginning case. The example of this was King David, who never did that. He always said, "What do you mean? Well, we can we if we believe if God wants to give us this victory, He'll give it to us, and we'll just pray and go." And then subsequent kings were, you know, and so, so today in this passage we have Ahaz um, making a deal with Assyria to help him alleviate the threat from an alliance of Syria and the Northern Kingdom. Uh, it, it's notable here that the, the threat to the Southern Kingdom mentioned in this chapter uh, uh, is the backdrop in Isaiah chapter seven for the Emmanuel prophecy. Go read that sometime in this larger context. The, the promise that the Lord will give Ahaz a son and will call his name Emmanuel and by the time that child is weaned, Israel, uh, <clears throat> the the two threats will be gone, and that's the foreshadowing of, of the sign of of Emmanuel, our, our Lord Jesus Christ, at Christmas. Uh, it's also interesting, therefore, today that uh, our uh, lesson from Titus, the end of it, is the epistle for Christmas Day. But that was that's the problem with uh, with the, the the indictment of the kings of Israel. That deals two kinds of unfaithfulness, which as epitomizes and even doubles down by making an altar, copying the pagan altar, and, and reproducing it in Jerusalem. And against that backdrop, we come into Titus. Uh, we get what, or for Titus, um, he, uh, he Paul is giving him rules for the church uh, in, in in Crete, how to order the household. And whenever you see these these here, you know, command the men to be sober-minded, command the women to to love their husbands. We want to note, um, first of all, that probably these kinds of behavioral commands are being stressed because the common standard of life in Crete is not this. There's a lot of irreverence, unfaithfulness, like the world. And St. Paul is 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 um, stressing the church has to be witness to something different. We should always note the end goal of these house rules, which is um, that the word of God may not be blasphemed, and that those who are practicing faithfulness in their contexts, the old men, the old women, the young women, the young men, are all ordering their lives in accordance with the precepts of the gospel because they're not looking merely for a temporal happiness, but they're looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's kind of the tension of the Christian life. We can think about this in the octave of all saints, where the holiness of the saints is before us, as an example, we have followed thy blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living. The essential character of sanctity is the pursuit of behavior that aims at blamelessness when Christ appears, as opposed to behavior that aims at. Temporal relief or happiness, and we get this in the kings of Israel they're always opting for the thing that seems most temporally expedient, not at the thing that actually honors God, the thing that actually honors God often requires um, some struggle in the interim till we till God comes and 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 uh, vindicates and so in sanctity we have, we're ordering our behavior not because this will always make us the most happy right now. But because we want to be blameless, we don't. We want our behavior to be without reproach, and the ch- and people to see the church and say they something different's going on there. There's a kind of love that, that accrues that bears witness to the presence of God, and we're not like the world fighting for our happiness and dividing from each other because you're not doing what I want or you didn't fulfill me or something like that. And there's always, of course, in these relational um, arrangements. In the church, it's always seasoned by this mutuality where we're always looking for the good of the other. That idea of submission is always a mutual submission in its ideal where nobody behaves, whether authority or whether under authority, for their own good. Authority doesn't rule for its own good. It does what it does for the good of the body when it does it well. And this we always, that's a standard we hold accountable to. But we're always, whatever we're doing, it's not just for the temporal good. It's looking for that blessed hope. And that is the the way we follow the example
0: of all the saints. So a few thoughts on the lessons there. Um, Let's um, say
1: together uh, the general thanksgiving on page 19. Almighty God, Father of all mercies that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Amen. We'll pause for a moment for people to remember their personal intercessions, and then we will close morning prayer
0: with the prayer, of St. Chrysostom and the Grace on page 20.
1: the grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all
0: evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for morning prayer today. Peace. Have a great day. Thanks, Hi, Bishop everybody. Scarlett. Bye, kiddo. Have a good day, everybody.